Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, Jack. And me, Riff. And me, Hot Stuff. How's it going, fellas? It's been a couple of weeks since we did a Kingdom of Loathing podcast. Yeah, when was the last one we did before con? Yeah, huh. we did a con, and then some of us went to XOXO. Yes, did we not record... Oh, I guess we didn't. We had KOLCon and then we like, left. And then we skipped a travel day. Yeah. We were in. To, that seems like it was a month ago. Yep. But yeah, so we, we, I drove here on Tuesday. I drove from Phoenix to San Francisco on Tuesday, stayed Wednesday, and then drove to Portland on Thursday. Uh, and it was great. Everything was great. Con was good. Yeah. Con went super, super smoothly. KOLCon? Yep. Hot stuff. Hot stuff nailed it. He owned it. Riff, Riff didn't help at all. <laughs> I mean, not we didn't ask him to. It's not, you know, it's not like it. it he was shirking his duties. Yeah, I always feel any. like if I tried to help, I'd just end up in the way. No, nope. well, I yeah, helped. So I, we, I helped unload some empty kegs after it was over. That's, that's true. That's okay. what I did. Man, gravity helped unload a keg too. <laughs> yeah, we uh, as we were leaving the venue late, late, late in the evening. Um, uh, we had forgotten to close the bed of one of the trucks. The tailgate. The tailgate. Oh, yeah, you say some, we. Some I feel drama. like. I feel like that responsibility falls squarely on the shoulders of the driver of the truck. Fair enough. It like he will say, "You guys forgot to close the tailgate," but like, nope, no, we did not. You did, buddy. You forgot to close the tailgate. Uh, yeah, before I mean, you drove off. It was tired. It was tired. We were all late. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So there was a there was a little little bit of goofiness at the end of con, but nothing that affected anyone except us. Yeah, basically. Which is good. So that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, uneventful. Good. I I would say that the uh, science wizard was a big hit, and yep. the regular wizard was also a big hit. Yeah. Not doing the concert was a popular move. It was perfect because we also got the concert. Sort of as a plus, as a bonus, the day later. Yeah, that worked out super well. But I think even if it hadn't happened, it people would have been fine with it. Yeah. Uh, I think there were more people who were happy to lose that than there would have been sad to lose it. Right. Um, just because then people just got to stay and play more board games, which is what people want to do, after all. I got... I sort of developed a race for the galaxy habit. Oh, yeah? I had traditionally played one or maybe two games of race for the galaxy at con mr magnifico always brings it but he brought one that was a sort of a simplified and retuned new version of it so really? what they did was they've released a new expansion that is incompatible with all previous expansions oh. it is just another standalone expansion to the base set and it's got a weird complicated side game that you play on it that ties into some of the other stuff but you weird. can also just play it without that and it's just some new cards for the base set that sort of rebalances things and simplifies. I don't know if there were changes to the base set, but he said there were a lot of cards in the base set that you would just never use given a bunch of cards that were in the expansions. Okay. Right. And so it, they the, just the, took those out. Yeah. Well, they just, the, all of the expansions were taken out. Right. So the new expansion sort of reinvigorates the importance of some of the things in the base set. Huh. By not having just a bunch of things that are just straight up strictly better. Uh, anyway, we played a bunch of Race for the Galaxy, and it was really good. And he also got me this uh, this very lightweight deck building game that I forget the name. I think it's called Star Realms. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, a name they selected because it was very important for them to get the dot com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, S-T-A-R-R. -R -E yeah, no, it's not. Star Realms. Yeah, it's good. It's a good game, though. It's It's just... Yeah, man, everything in it is cards. It is just like a couple hundred, nah, not even a couple hundred. Maybe it is 104 cards is what it is. But there are these cards that you use to track your hit point total, but you start with 50 hit points. So there's like a couple cards with 20 on one side and 10 on the other, and then some with five and one. And so you're constantly having to do this weird bookkeeping. <laughs> just flipping you, cards over. Yeah. You could also just write it down. That's probably what a cool guy does. Back back when magic was first a thing, we all had custom hand painted uh, poker chips. Huh. I say painted, but really it was like sharpied. Paint, paint yeah, sharpied and paint markers. 
th- that were worth like fives and ones and no, we just each had like a stack of twenty or thirty of them. And that makes sense, I guess. I, I there were a lot of people who would use a d twenty to indicate yeah. their life total. That's so. Those are easy. Like, easy it's to so carry d- you'll knock around. it over, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just super easy to knock over. Yeah, we would just mentally keep track of our life totals, like and, and then lie. No, like you, we would <laughs> we would mentally keep track of our life totals and not play with people who are assholes who couldn't handle it. It was fine. It worked out fine. Because you have a vested interest in paying attention to how much life your opponent has, right. so we just remembered how much life we had. Yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah, it's really not. With 50, it's goofier, I think. Because 50 is harder to remember than 20? No, there are just more events that change it on the way from 50 to zero. There's not a one-hit kill deck. No, there's a lot of... You can get a lot of damage out, though. It's It's a good game, Star Realms. You guys should buy it. It's fun. There was a game play we it. played that that we invented in high school called uh, Leviathan, that was sort of like Go Fish crossbred with magic, wherein all the the different types of fish had Magic the Gathering style powers on the cards, and then once you had a pair of that fish, you could take advantage of its power. But one of the rules was that it was expected that people would try to cheat, and that was just part of the game. Huh. So we, we were, there were a lot of cards where, um, like you would, you would hold out your hand of cards face down and the other player would pick one at random. And it was expected that we had all been practicing our, like, card forcing to try and force which card the guy would pick out of your hand. And because everyone knew that everyone was doing that, it became a sort of double bluff of, am I going to go ahead and take the card that it seems like he's trying to get me to take. Can you explain like a basic premise of card forcing? Cause like you hear the, about that, like it's just a thing that people can do, but how the fuck there, I mean, there's all different ways to do it. The, the, the way in that we did it involved you, you, you know, you spread out your hand of cards face down and you know, which, which one of them it is that you want the guy to take. And just by, by the way you move your, hand of cards forward to their hand and moving the card you want them to take forward slightly as you do it, they're more likely to grab for that card first. Huh. Weird. I don't know if I buy it. It it works. I mean, it doesn't work 100% of the time. If I were a professional stage magician, that would not be the technique I would use because it's it's not reliable enough to not occasionally blow your trick. But for a situation like this, it was fine. Uh, do you guys want to start answering some questions from Kingdom of Loathing sure. players, readers, and listeners? Uh, Weka writes, Can we please, please, pretty please be allowed to buy more than one of Bart's booty? I know that we can only use one, but pirate stuff is always way too much fun to stop at just one. Surely swagger, of all things, is something we should be allowed to be frivolous with. We earned it from the blood, sweat, and tears of others. Please don't tie our purse strings to stop us shopping for more. I'll even write you a poem for it. Uh, let's see. Please don't limit our swagar. Don't keep our ships in dock at anchor. We need more of Black Bart's booty to add to our piles of looty so we can show we're true pirates with a yar. Please make us all happy pirates. Uh, oh, Mark and Opfler. Um, you'll have to ask CD Moyer. Yep. I don't even know what his baby. any of that is. That's it, the seasonal PvP reward. Yeah, um, well, I know. I mean, is I that know. the thing that does the skull and crossbones? Yeah, I don't know how yep. it works. Did he end up using my. Custom-made pixels. Yes. Sco- I yep. think so. Okay, good. I because man, getting Unicode to render correctly is gross. Y- yeah. Getting Unicode to render even a little bit consistently across multiple people's browsers is fucking crazy. There's like totally a Unicode skull and crossbones, but man, does it look bad. With, so you when do it at two different small, sizes. Yes. Sometimes you do it at the same size and it's two dramatically different renders on the same screen. And some people are like, wow, the small one looks good, but the one that's one font size larger looks terrible. And then somebody else across the country on a different browser on a different OS has the exact opposite yep. impression of it. Man. I don't know that them being across the country uh, really impacts things. Unless Unicode is... It streams one pixel at a time. From a yeah, central Unicode server. Yeah, your <laughs> lag, on your lag can universe. Your lag determines uh, what it looks like. F writes, what would you want to change in the last week if you could? Hmm. The last week? 
Have there been any disasters in the last week? Like, have there been any like noticeable, notable bad things in the news, specific individual events in the last week? Did a famous person's uncle die? Is there a famous person named Uncle Die? <laughs> I guess I don't understand the scope of the question because... I'm assuming that he means if you could change anything at all, if you had a time machine and you could go and reliably alter any event of the last week, right. what would you change? That's how I'm interpreting it. And I don't know that there's anything that I would like undo. I guess there was a fire that destroyed a lot of houses that we drove past. Right. Uh, so maybe those people would appreciate me changing that. Although I got to look at a cool fire... And a lot of uh, helicopters with buckets. Did anything happen? Uh, I would have... Okay, I would have stopped one of the puzzles from malfunctioning in the room escape game that we did in Portland. Oh, sure. Ah, okay. Although I don't know that we would have solved that. that oh, moment. I think we would. We had like 10 minutes left. That's true, I guess. We were in uh, yeah, good question, F. Storm Dragon says, Chicken Company, I got a, a quick question. In Heavy Rains, the Lightning Skill Tree has two skills that do the same thing, plus 100% MP. One is passive, and the other is 100 turns for 10 bolts. Was that intentional? Yeah, because that's pretty powerful. Do they stack? They do. Hmm, nice. Uh, it took a while to figure out how to handle things in this new path, but I'm enjoying it very much now. Thank you, you're awesome. Storm, well, thank you, you're awesome. And I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Uh, Croft says, how do you like the player's reaction to Heavy Rains so far? I, people have had really positive things to say about it. Like, I think it's yep. good that we are able to do something that is actually hard and have people still enjoy it. It was interesting that I think it was Dog Lord 420 got through the entire thing without encountering any of the skill items and only found out about them because he read, read about them on the wiki. Yeah, that's good. I think, you know, we did, we, I stuck, I'm glad that I stuck to my guns on not putting in a place to like preview those skills that was a thing that people in dev felt very very strongly that we should do what does that mean that if you did not pick up even a single skill item that you do not get to perm one of them perm like you know do you know what i mean yeah yeah you wouldn't start you have to you have to have gotten and used one at least in order one. to start with one okay on a on a future run <laughs> yeah and i like it's weird i guess he just happen to always bounce out into a lower water level zone i think it was also using minus water level stuff aha yeah well that's cool i mean that's the thing an interesting trade-off between making it easy and getting crazy powerful stuff yep. to make it easy in a more complicated more satisfying way uh tequila says have you ever considered the idea of allowing travel to a new region via cannon maybe give it a chance to miss and the player takes the resulting damage we can have cannon fire 420 cannon fire 420 <laughs> uh dog lord 40 we could have cannon fire 40 design that uh system for us we could have a new ocean style event where you put in an angle and a velocity and then it uh took you someplace so and if like, you get if you desert. get a hole in one yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one but it's it's like sort of it's two-dimensional right so it wouldn't really be like you'd, you'd encounter two sets of your angle, angle could, your velocity. angle could be a three di three dimensional vector, it could be, but I'm saying you'd have multiple sets. Like any given point at which you were going to land would have a lot of different angles and velocities that would potentially get you to land there, right? Not from a single starting point. F absolutely, from a single starting point. Like if you, it, it, if it was two like if it was two dimensional, right? And thus, even if it was three dimensional, Shh. right? There are a lot of different combinations of angle and velocity that you could use to result in a projectile ending up at the same place. Like, in fact, I feel like every place has an angle for every velocity that will get it there. And, mm. and, a, and a velocity for every angle that will get it there. Right? Because if you just had a cannon... At a fixed angle, you could just minutely adjust the velocity to get the cannonball wherever you wanted it to go. In a straight line. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about, like, rolling down a hill or whatever. And obviously, like, there's an upper limit to how far it will go with a given velocity or whatever. So, there, But but that's a, that's a weirdly... That's a weirdly difficult thing to figure out. Right? 
Like, unless you give them the coordinates of where they landed, they wouldn't necessarily know what parts of the probability space, the possibility space, had been exhausted. Mm, Anyway. I have considered that now, Tequila. And, I don't know, That's it seems like maybe it's cool. (laughs) Was that cool? Was that a cool discussion? Me talking and you occasionally trying to figure out if I was wrong and I wasn't. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Uh, Cheese Cookie says, back in April, you said you'd take Bitcoin if PayPal did. Then he links to this uh, article. Does this mean we can have anonymous Mr. Accessories now? I suppose that isn't quite how Bitcoin works. I just thought it was funny that I was listening to old podcasts on the same day that I heard about PayPal accepting Bitcoin. I read that article. And they, they are not accepting Bitcoin. Like, what are they doing? PayPal just has a, PayPal has like established a relationship with one of the places that will convert Bitcoins into cash. Okay. Right. So they have a path forward to maybe taking it. But my joke there, my, 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 I will take, I will accept Bitcoin in the same way that I accept like, used lemonhead cds you can take them somewhere (laughs) get someone to convert them into cash and then use the cash to donate Um, yeah so yeah i don't want to take bitcoins i will take money and the moment at which you can easily turn bitcoins into money the the services that you sign up for there's just there is a just some amount of weeks or maybe days but it is multiple days. Like if you want to actually turn the Bitcoin that you've accepted into cash, there is a delay. There is a delay of days, hmm. which there is not with trustworthy and reliable banking systems and merchant services like PayPal. Right. And that delay is there because it is not trustworthy. That delay is there so that the merchant does not lose their ass in the event of some crazy crash, which happens all the fucking time. With Bitcoin, so I mean, like, it's not just the the value the valuation of it. It's the like whether or not people have totally gamed the system and fucked everything up, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Minty Giant says, "What with the heavy rains challenge path and buckets of rain pouring in Arizona, wouldn't now be the perfect time to incorporate a buckethead item or reference? A bucket would keep your head dry and look stylish doing it, but it probably wouldn't make you good at the guitar. You'd also need a mask for that. I suppose the only downfall is that you wouldn't have anywhere to store your chicken. But what do I know? You guys write the jokes. I'm just wondering why, after all this time, there isn't a reference to one of the greatest living guitarists of all time. Literally, the only thing I know about Buckethead is that he wears a bucket on his head and like a weird, creepy white face yeah. mask. I don't know what bands like, he is associated with. Yeah, I have this vague, I have this vague notion of him having something to do with the Butthole Surfers. But is that just because they both are Butthole you and have a T in them? Yeah, I associate him with Primus, but I don't think that's true either. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe he's worked with those people, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's the. That's what you you reap when what you sow is wearing a bucket on your yeah. head and calling yourself Buckethead is that the main thing that most people are going to know about you is that you have a bucket on your head. <laughs> um, we also don't have fried chicken in the game. That's true. Is that true? I thought we did. Do we? We have Where? turkey legs. Hmm. I don't know if that's the same. You don't buy those in a paper bucket. <sighs> I just, I cannot uh, I mean, maybe remember, I cannot remember like even a third of all the items that we have in the game at this point. Every yeah. time I, I'm I'm like, I don't, do we have this thing? I, I look it up and there's something at least similar. We have chicken wings. There's, there's definitely chicken wings, okay, right? Yeah. They're called chicken wings. I think they're yeah. brain meltingly hot chicken wings. There's. That's not the, exactly the same thing though. The, yeah, I guess. I mean, it is fried chicken, but. AZ and dude 181 says, can you make Mr. Accessory keychains for sale in the merchandise shop? Wouldn't that just be a smiley face keychain? Like, I don't, I don't think anybody wants that. Or if they do, they could just buy it from the Oriental Trading Company or whatever mm-hmm. that place is. They, they look a little different. I mean, you're, you have a specific, specific style to your Mr. A smile. Baden says, in light of the recent buyout of Minecraft by Microsoft, would you sell KOL if a company offered you $2.5 billion for it? Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we could go buy two-thirds of all of LucasArts and Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, I almost said Star Trek. But yeah. Star Trek? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I like it, and I wouldn't sell it for like 
a small amount of money, but if it was like the difference between being able to just keep making whatever video games we wanted for forever yeah. and having yeah. to sacrifice our artistic integrity, like, yeah. <laughs> so if you know a guy, <laughs> uh, AZN dude one eight one says, can you fix a few mobile problems? Uh, and then talks about some specific interfaces that don't work for all. I've got a, I've got a ping for hot stuff to go through all of the, um, all of the remaining interfaces in the game that I have not specifically verified work good in <laughs> uh, in the mobile interface. In iOS, at least. Yeah. Um, anyway, it points out some problems. Thoth19 says, Do you know how awesome you are? On a scale of 0 to 10, you'd be negative 255 from integer overflow. You need to get some more data. Because <laughs> um, that, that, what is that? Like a... You're suggesting like an unsigned seven bit? Yeah, that doesn't. No, seven bit would be one twenty eight unsigned though. If it became no, I guess it is signed. If it goes to negative two fifty five, yeah. Uh, Seraphony says, "When do I get to use my telescope to spy on other KOLers in their April shower?" Never, because that's creepy and weird. Also, there is there is not really anything sexy about someone taking a shower. Like, really? so there's no reason to spy on that except to just be weirdly transgressive and gross. <laughs> I think you take showers wrong. Huh. I, well, I just don't think, I don't think a kind of a pasty middle-aged dude taking a shower, not trying to put on a show <laughs> is sexy. So I don't, maybe there's a right way for me to do it that would make me feel like I was having a sexy time while I was taking a shower. Mm-hmm. You need, but. you know, shower tassels. No, okay. Some some pasties. Yeah. Oh, you could get soap on a rope, uh, but you use the rope to make pasties. Oh, okay. That way, all you'd have to do would be to do a little dance and spin it around, and then it's like being inside a car wash. (laughs) (laughs) I also always think of soap on a rope as a rope made of soap, which is entirely not what it is. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know. That would be good for cleaning your hands, I guess. It's like, oh, I got a rope burn. Oh, except instead of a burn, it's a clean. <laughs> Astonex says, just wanted to say thanks for a great game. Well, thank you, Astonex. Riforama says, having familiars do something productive while in the terrarium is an idea that's floated around before. I can see where it would be problematic to have each of them do something, but what if they could do something collectively? For instance, familiars in the fields, they tend your garden, and roughly once a day they give you a vegetable or two. Quality has some connection to average familiar weight, encouraging people to show occasional love to their goat or mosquito or whatever. Uh, familiar sweatshop, same basic idea, but once <laughs> in a while they churn out a marginally useful equipment item. Sneakers with a small initiative bonus, something like that. Oh, man. We can Jesus. make a terrible uh, incremental game out of it. <laughs> And just you can click over and see the numbers going up and click the to gather the resources. Uh, familiar farmer. A familiar, a familiar sweatshop, just a thing that like your familiars collectively Sweat. operated in. Yeah. Like I could see doing something like that if it was a thing where we didn't have to come up with new content for every familiar from yeah. now on. Like I'm it's not like I'm afraid to do those things, but it's going to be a lot more likely to be something like the Buddy Bjorn than it is something like the yeah the I mean, hat. Rack. It could be yeah, just right. something where there's however many phylums there are in the game, and we just from now on, or well, backdate, and then from now on, click the radio button that says what phylum this familiar is. Yeah, I mean they've already got those categories. Yeah, maybe um, um maybe when we do the stench um, airplane charter, we can make a sweat shop. Mm. We just buy different kinds of gross sweat. Mm -hmm. Golem sweat and fairy sweat. Squin asks an interesting uh, non-KOL related question. Any advice for somebody about to take a road trip all over the country? Anything you recommend we stop to see and do? I'll type a general route below. Things we're seeing for sure. Mammoth Cave, Waverly Hills Sanitarium, Sleep No More, Niagara Falls, City Museum, Grand Canyon, Death Valley, Yosemite, Winchester Mystery House, Speakeasy, if that's still a thing. I believe it is not. Not currently, but I think they're reopening it in October or November. Oh. oh. I thought so. I haven't. I mean, we'll find they out were, Yeah, tomorrow. they were talking about. Oh, right. We're going to see that guy talk tomorrow night. Yep. Uh, that'll be exciting. Man, that means that I can maybe take Troubleface to the speakeasy. And yeah. so I can see the speakeasy again. I can lose another entire day to a terrible hangover <laughs> and also be broke. Uh, 
Man. Or I could just be careful and not have like 10 Manhattans. <laughs> uh, so I would suggest uh, you're going through. He then lists all the cities or she. Um, I would suggest that while you are in, while you are near uh, Tennessee, while you're in Tennessee, go to Ruby Falls uh, because that is a, that is a cool cave and cool waterfall combo. Um, you're in San Francisco. I would go to the Exploratorium. Yeah. Uh, which is just a really cool hands-on science museum. I mean, there's so many, like New York alone has a bajillion cool things going on. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other like crazy experiential things like sleep no more that I'm crift dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um I mean, there's like hidden there's like secret speakeasy bars and stuff around which are cool if you um, like belgian beer and weird themes oh, you yeah can burp, go to castle. burp castle uh in the east village there's like cool escape the room games all over the place now uh which are pretty rad there's the one in the ones in new york sound really cool powell city bookstore which i went to for the first time a few days ago in oregon is worth seeing if you like bookstores it's a bookstore that's like it's like the largest an entire city in the block. country. It's like six buildings sort of attached together with doors. Man. Um, like, I mean, amusement parks are cool. Like, I, like they're like, this is such a, Oh yeah. Disneyland. Broad... You might not have heard of yeah. this place, but it's called <laughs> Disneyland and it's a, it's a happy place. No. Cornish pasty company. Yeah. The Cornish Phoenix. pasty company in Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, Jack B. Nimble says, I found myself jotting down anagrams of kingdom of loathing. So daft hiking monologue, hook dangling <laughs> nice. motif, and the ever famous manhood golfing kit. <laughs> That's pretty good. What do you even need? I guess you need like a, like a, a one, a one legged pair of tacky shorts. One legged? Yeah, for your third leg. I'm assuming this is a kit that allows you to golf <laughs> using your manhood. Although, I guess you don't put the shorts on your club. <laughs> so, maybe just like a little fuzzy hat <laughs> for your wiener. For when you, it's well, you need, the- you need two, uh, two of those little tees for your balls. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, well, I know you guys can come up with terrible challenge paths on your own. I thought I might share with this one. Avatar of the Great Cornholio. Now that shirts are in more easy reach, their power is increased at the cost of your hat slot for the run. The effect of sugar rush is increased, and once per day you can pull your shirt over your head to reach your ultimate state. Side effects could include a berserk-like state and the necessity of seeking teepee, which might potentially be for your bunghole. Thanks, chefs. I'll assume the check's in the mail. <laughs> That's good, Jack Nimble. Oh, man. <laughs> Green N72 says, Dear Jick, now that Chrome makes it so you have to install plugins from the web store, what are you using as a replacement for Lazarus? Hacking Chrome for months is becoming tiring. Also, do you switch between browsers for work stuff? No, I always only use Chrome, and so far I haven't lost the ability to use Lazarus. It's still running. Yeah, I did. Um, well, until you restart your computer. The oh, new really? version of Firefox destroyed Lazarus, which is annoying to me. It's like once when you restart Chrome, it auto-updates. So. Oh. The next time you reboot your computer, no, oh, Chrome well, good. Will be yeah, I mean, my, a lot of the computers that I use stay on for weeks or months at a time. I I did figure out somebody somebody actually explained this to me, but I did figure out how to. Don't worry, guys. I figured out how to turn off Chrome's sudden decision to ignore my font smoothing settings. <clears throat> Everyone was concerned. They were on the edge of their seats. Dude, it was gross. I was gonna have to switch to fucking Firefox again. Uh, Pacificistas, no, Pacifista says Pacific East, yeah, Eastern Pacific. Uh, Tis game is good. Well, thank you. Stevo fifty six says, first off, I'm in favor of the in favor of the Copperhead quest over the pirates, not because I think there's anything wrong with the pirates, but because the Copperhead quest is just cooler. That said, I also believe it takes too long. Club part is great. It's the Zeppelin that gets me. It also feels like that branch of the level eleven quest is way longer than the other mm-hmm. branches now. Well, it's not, right? It's just that you're not doing anything else while you're doing it. So I guess it is longer. I thought you said the copyright quest. And I was like, we added a copyright quest? (laughs) But before level 11, you can open the Hidden Temple and Spooky Raven and most of the pirate ship if you want. But once you start it, you have to do the club and the zeppelin and then the palindome to get that third of the (coughs) stack. I guess I forgot that that was part of the palindome, too. Wait, is it? I don't remember. Do you have to do oh the yeah, yeah. you have to do that to get into the palindrome. No, it's weird because the palindrome is so old and just straightforward that it doesn't seem like the culmination of anything, hmm. right? It just seems like a weird 
Anyway, the only part that feels like it drags is the Zeppelin. I know you've said you don't want to open it early for plot reasons, and it makes sense for the club, but what if you could just beat up protesters before the quest started? I would actually be okay with that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So they would just exist there, and then you could beat up... Yeah, on subsequent on subsequent ascensions. I, I wonder, though, how does that... How does that work narratively? Like, why would you even know about it? Why do you know about anything? Eh, sure. Anyway. Yeah, that's... Your guild could tell you about it to give you another reason to go in there. That is acceptable. Kari says, wait a moment. Is the fact that playing Porco after scuba diving costs two adventures due to the health risk of going to high altitudes after diving? But certainly the Elvish Paradise is properly pressurized to prevent nitrogen bubbles in my brains... Anyway, this is a complaint about it. Porco taking two turns after you've adventured underwater. Pretty much everything will, right? Like any any non-specific choice adventure, I yeah. guess. Yeah, it's it's because choice adventures expect you to be in a place, and I think we changed it so they assume that you are in whatever the last place you were in was, because otherwise, sometimes you would get a choice adventure in a zone, but it wouldn't know that you were in a zone, so then it didn't have an adventure again, like. Anyway, Glebe says, would you be open to changing up the meter I- meat slash items or meat slash stats traits of the yearly two mystery familiars? One combination that could be reintroduced is the dandelion item slash ghoul HPMP regen. Uh, I remember it being a combination that casual players really enjoyed leaving on for a full run back in the day. Yeah, I'm not averse to that. I don't, I don't feel like we have any obligation to, to maintain that functionality right. anymore. We just have because it's easy to not have to make that choice uh speaking of two mystery familiars how goes your spelunky content familiar plans ah, i haven't really started on it yet i made a thread i made a wi- an internal wiki thread to start discussing the technical details of the thing that i want to do with cd moyer but i there's just other stuff that's higher priority like all of the things that have to happen before that sort of ta- like tautologies glebe says how goes the revamp skills page it's getting there uh, people are probably going to hate it. I feel like it's going to be polarizing. Yeah. People people will love it and people will hate it, but not much in between. Yeah. Uh, does it include love for the facial expressions? There's a lot of 10 MP skills and they're kind of random in the drop down. If you wanted to be nice, you could make them mutex toggleable intrinsics a la Flavor of Magic. And I don't really want that because... You don't really like how Flavor of Magic works, do you? I don't mind it anymore. It oh. used to be because it, we just replaced it with a bunch of conditional non-combat skills. Um a lot of the things that I hate about the way skills work on the back end are being fixed by this. But yeah, there's definitely like, we're figuring out how, like, what sorts of distributions people are going to want. Um, and we're building the interface so that we can just sort of arbitrarily add new sorting criteria to it. And Chris is also talking about doing a crazy forward searching thing so that you can still do the things that you do now by just hitting skills and then typing the first few letters of a skill and hitting enter to cast it. Right. Um, and uh, I think we figured out a trick today for integrating it into the non-combat action bar in a, in a kind of a cheaty, but probably totally acceptable way. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like f- facial expressions are, already grouped like that was one of the first things we did but we just need to figure out like grouping criteria like there are going to be things that belong to multiple groups so figure out well do we do a group and a subgroup and then allow you to pick which of those things you sort by and then sort by class like there's there's a lot of questions can uh is it beyond like reasonable to just put a skill in multiple times if it is in multiple categories Oh, it's to have really it appear in the sorting. To have it appear in the uh, display by category instead of sort by category or something, or include skills. Have a checkbox that's like include skills that would show up in multiple categories. Yeah, I don't know. Lord Hyperion says, "Would it be possible to make the various water level raising skills shruggable? I seem to have increased the MP more than I can, or the ML more than I can handle, and I would have to. I would hate to waste a hundred turns." I mean, it seems like you could just, if you increased it more than you can handle, even at a, like, you can always just go fight a hundred super baby monsters, right? Super babies. Yeah. There are definitely fights that you can survive, no matter how much monster level you have. 
that's a trick. <laughs> um, I don't know if everyone is aware of it. Right. But it was a, it was a kind of a cool discovery that fell out of this, uh, early high monster level stuff of this challenge path. So like now shruggable is for things that other people do to you. And right. I mean, we probably can, we've probably broken that rule. We've probably made things shruggable to solve some perceived problem. Like self buffs or something or something. Yeah. Uh, Jack Beanable says, Greetings, gents. I've come back to the kingdom after an extended break, and I'm loving all the new content. Be it the last 18 months of paths, 14 familiars, and gobs of items of the month to catch up on, I find myself chomping at the bit each night for rollover. But on to business. As a dedicated, uh, dedicated casual, I find myself coming up with new ways to play all the time. Nude runs, final boss gear runs, new diets, etc. Have you guys heard of other strange personal challenges over the great reign of the kingdom? Keep up the great work, JBN. That guy did that teleportitis run that was yeah, pretty fun. that was what I was going to say. Um... I mean, 100% familiar runs were a thing that people did that then we sort of cooked support in for to kind of acknowledge. Um, yeah. I don't know. I can't can't remember a whole lot of... I mean, there's Momo Momentum. Those are the fastest possible runs. <laughs> uh, the Amazing Mr. Toothpaste says, The Smith's Saucepan gives 15 turns of the Saucerer buffs. The Smith's Accordion gives 15 turns of Accordion buffs. But the Turtle Tamer Smith's item only gives 7 turns of Turtle Tamer buffs. Was there a specific reason for that number? Yeah, we needed there to be at least one thing about the Smith's tome that wasn't the best thing. <laughs> I think, it, you know what it is? It is because it is also a shield. That hmm. feature got added to that way after, as opposed to being a thing that was its primary purpose, like the other ones were. And so I probably just made it weaker as a trade-off for doing it at all. I seem to remember that because it's like the Ouija board, right? And we just made it so the Ouija board works as a totem. Because I think it's only matters off class anyway, right? I don't know. Uh, Buzz Bert says, what is the one thing that you've wanted to change about KOL for the longest time? The way combat works, probably. Like, fundamental... It's the fundamental decisions about how that plays out. Yeah. You know, I, I wish that... I wish that non-combat adventures weren't a thing. You know, I wish that there was oh, as some... As opposed to choice adventures? Well... Every, every I wish that fight... Every time you click something, I wish you that every time you every time you spent a turn, it was a fight. Right. And then you'd get different things after that. And I mean, you know, obviously, like you'd be able to spend turns crafting or whatever. But like, <clears throat> I wish that non combats were bonus things that happened after fights like they are in the other games that we've made <laughs> rather than a thing that can happen instead of a fight. Um, mall taxes. Yeah. Mall taxes limits on the number of the number of different items you can have in a, in a mall store. Maybe the number limits on. Number of different items you can have, period. And I don't think that I don't think that would have been fun. You um, can have twelve items. Not letting other players' actions ever affect your inventory. I could probably change that. Uh, there are too many weird edge case things that would break, such that you like it. You it always has to be something where you have to click on something. Yeah, actively. like. All items sent to other players are sent in effectively packages that are a K mail. Or so that so that everything has like gift box controls on it. Yeah. Um Yeah, fundamentally, I don't know. You know, it's we've gotten so used to working in the framework that we have that it, like something that would be nice is if the player actually had a location that we could use to sort of constrain mm, yeah. things. Um, because I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that we could do with that, but it would just make, it would make it a pain in the ass to actually play the game. Right. Like, because right now there are so many, although maybe it wouldn't, like if you actually had to move your guy to town to buy something from the general store, and leaving the area that you were in caused you to lose something that was more advantageous for play in that area, right? I mean, because where that goes is, like, if there was a cost associated with moving around, then 
there would be less of this like, all right, in between this turn and the next turn, I have an infinite number of possible things that I could do. Right. <laughs> that that it seems like it would really just it would so dramatically change the way that the game played that we couldn't do it now. But I think the game would probably be better if it had worked like that. Like if there weren't so many different things that you could do at every moment, I think that optimal play would be a lot friendlier. Anyway, that's the one thing, Bozbert. <laughs> Ferdowoon says, are there really no special messages when using a personal rain cloud familiar during a heavy rain run? Or have I just been unlucky getting them? Well, no, because you can't use a personal rain cloud familiar except in like heavy rain after core. Right when the yep. when the restrictions are revoked. Linguini Lad says, I just wanted to thank you to all of you who organized and ran KOLCon. It was by far the best one I've been to. Uh, also, I'm really impressed that you guys made it heavy rains in real life on my last night there and somehow made it stop right before my flight. Yeah, Jesus. That was crazy. I have so much like water damage to repair when I get back to Phoenix. This is going to suck. Like your feet got all mildewy. I'm going to repair a lot of it by buying rugs. Ugh, God, no. <laughs> Just gonna carpet the entire house just to piss you off. White <sighs> carpet. Carpets are so gross, man. Everything is gross. No, everything is gross. gross. Tile floor. Th- okay, this would be gross if we had cats here. I hate like little wisps of cat hair blowing around all the time. More like little than tumbleweeds, hate, little cat more than I tumbleweeds. Hate <laughs> little a layer of cat hair on the carpet. Because then you vacuum and it's gone. You sweep and all it does is blow them around into different corners. That's not true. Well, if you do a shitty job of sweeping, it is, and I do. If you do a <laughs> shitty job vacuuming, they don't. Nothing happens at all. Right. I mean, the, yeah, the, really, the <laughs> the primary the way to do a shitty job of vacuuming is yeah. to not vacuum, but <laughs> which is also what I do a lot of the time. Gick Sam says, I'm enjoying heavy rains in type 69. I like the type 69 caps the number of items of the month that I have to remember how to use. I have every item of the month since 2010, but haven't, haven't been using the newer ones. There were too many for me to keep track of, and it was easier to just keep doing what I knew. It has been a lot of fun learning how to use the newer items of the month to help deal with the increased difficulty of heavy rains. Oh, and I actually use the meat gym. I know it isn't the best meat per turn, but it's the best meat per minute. I like that it lets me get something for turns I'd otherwise waste by not having time to actually play them. Yeah, I'm working on that jobs board in town thing because i think that there are people who would appreciate that schlorp says can we get some nacer art for the level 11 quest since the revamp the encounters with him are all text and we never get to see the little guy anymore was there ever a picture of him yeah it's weird little gnome in a black suit with zippers or something all over it it's kind of weird looking oh huh well i could put that back you could put that back, actually. He's all in just a dialogue scripting now. I just thought that there wasn't a picture for him. Huh. Uh, Nacer nods are possibly Baz, but he's never actually described, and the player doesn't otherwise encounter gnomes unless or until they decide to go to a specific moon sign, so they don't know that he's just a head with legs. Noir would be great, but if nothing else, just stick stillsuit.gif in there. I mean, stillsuit.gif is probably Nacer, right? Uh, that would be my guess. Max Droom says, hey, gang, I had a real blast at KOLCon. Met lots of clan people, got to meet new people, and even met you people. Mama Jick and Mama Jick's friend were so fun to play blackjack with. You know what would be a great <laughs> read terrible idea for next year? Have one of the casino people run the chariot racing table. Yeah, we forgot to do the... Oh. We forgot to bring the money-making game guy to casino night right. again. I made that little standee, and we still have the coin. <laughs> uh, Scully Angel says, can you please make the kick me sign from the Confiscator's Grimoire show up on character avatars when they're on the PvP hill? Also, just wanted to say great job to CDM and whoever else worked on the pirate season for PvP. The theme is fantastic, and I can't wait to get enough swagger for the chat skill. Yeah, I like the idea of there being themes for these because it it makes bad minis more palatable if they're in service of a theme. And when I say bad minis, I mean minis that are interesting, but that we would talk ourselves out of if we thought of them as permanent additions to the rotation. Like, bad from a... I have to do something stupid if I want to optimize this perfectly standpoint, but good from a, this is fun for 99% of the people. This is, this is totally a pirate theme. Like narrative justification goes a long way. I swear the reason that people are okay with the increased difficulty of the monsters in heavy rains is because of those fucking water overlays. Like, I swear that's it because other stuff like this that we've done in the past that what, that just didn't have any, sort of token of justification to grab onto not nearly as as acceptable hmm. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just imagining it. Maybe I'm entirely wrong. In that case, we just need to have some sort of cool uh, transparent overlay for any new future content that we make. I'm a lot more excited to propose PvP minis if a theme is going to be how it is. Sure. Like, uh, it's cool. Uh, Jack B. Nimble says, Greetings, Jake Hot Stuff and Riff. Thanks so much for many years of adventuring. I had a question or two for you. One, have you heard of any neat serendipitous moments fall out of KOL over the years? Or have you? mm. I asked because years ago I spent a few months of Ascension's hardcore perming skills in order to create a monk-like class in KOL, only for way of the surprising fist to roll out a week later. (laughs) It remains one of my favorite moments as an adventurer. Um, they're, they're usually bad. Usually the serendipitous <laughs> moments are like, ah, oh, fuck, I just donated 50 bucks to get this old item of the month. And then you duplicated its functionality in the, uh, but I mean, I'm, I can't think of any like grenades rolling down hills kind of situations. There's a lot of economic stuff. Yeah. It's weird because. There aren't a lot of, there aren't a lot of like really chaotically interacting systems in KOL that just cause game stuff to, although there, there, there are a lot of bugs that come up as a result of weird things. Like, you know, there was an infinite meat bug in the Crimbo content, not because we did anything wrong with the Crimbo content, but because when we made the Crimbo content, we were not anticipating there ever being a potion that was made via meat pasting. And so when we randomly made an item in like a Twitch event, that was a potion that was made via meat pasting. It like broke some previous rule and created an infinite meat bug. Right. Um, But only under a certain moon sign, and only with a certain workshop item yep. in a place. Like, uh, so, you know. Two, have you had any thought to what character-focused challenge paths may follow Sneaky Pete now that you've completed the trio? Yeah, yeah. We, it's going to be awesome. It's in progress. Uh, it's I good. ask as my love of spoonerisms led my mind to pull out Crosby Nils's stash. <laughs> uh, and I thought there might be a good place for such a facial ornament or cash in the kingdom. Um, perhaps a store of sweet booze-crafting ingredients or a mask-like accessory that adds a sweet mustache to your avatar, even costumes or females. Man, having to do a procedural mustache that having every avatar designation also have to have like a set of coordinates to put the mustache on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be I, tricky. I think just just pick like an average and just always put the mustache in the same place. And maybe for some people, it's eyebrows. If it was, if it was big enough, you when, could... and when you're in the swimming pool, it's just weird upside down pubes. <laughs> It would just cover the entire stick figure, is that... Well, if it, no, if it was big enough, then, you know, it wouldn't matter, right? Like, because it, it would cover the face part of the thing somewhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> Power Turtle says, have you guys ever thought of selling an MMG shirt? Maybe something along the lines of, I lost my meat to the MMG, so I got myself this shirt. No, I don't want to draw attention to the fact that the MMG is even a thing. Yeah, the fewer pl- people involved, the better. Thrensa says, hey guys, Khan was amazing, had a lot of fun, and it was good to meet you all, except Ninja Riff, who evaded me. Gonna try and make that an every year thing from now on. Had a lot of, uh, having a lot of fun with Heavy Rains, too. Keep up the good work. You're gonna try, try and make not meeting Riff an every year thing? <laughs> oh, that won't be hard. <laughs> yeah, Riff, why do you hate the player base so much? Yeah, as long as you don't go to Riff's house. <laughs> like, that's... I mean, I was there both days, I just, I don't, uh, I don't typically wear my name tag out, so a lot of people mm. don't know that that's me. It's not like a hat. <laughs> Stumps McGee says, what are your thoughts on having an option in the war to spend multiple turns to fight a group of enemies at once? You can make the fights quite a bit harder with the only advantage being fewer fights, not fewer turns. I mean, I'm okay with there being a button that just spends 10 turns and fights 10 dudes without you even having to fight them. And you get a limited subset of the drops and less stats. Like, because huh. no one would do that except people who are just more interested in saving time than playing like correctly right so uh, i don't need it to be like you're fighting a big hard thing to save turns we do that in plenty of places and we don't need to in the war thing i'm imagining building a mecha in the junkyard that takes multiple turns to use but lets you fight whole platoons at once that's kind of that's a fun idea 
Hamfish says, out of curiosity, when designing the heavy rains path, did you ever consider making the arid extra dry desert an exception to the standard water level rules or making it so you didn't require the ultra hydrated effect while adventuring there? No, I just forgot about that. Um, it's kind of funny that it is kind of, it doesn't funny. work. I also just don't know. That's the kind of thing where I don't have a good sense of what that actually would change about the way the game plays. And so. You know, even if it came up in the last couple of days of testing, it was like, oh, this would be funny to change this. It, it's safer not to. Right. Chilled says, I know I disagree with Jick here, but Cornmo, what? I don't even, what? None of that set made sense until his last song. N- made sense? Yeah, there's nothing. What? They, like, I can understand somebody saying this about Treasure Mammal because Treasure Mammal is actually weird and kind of challenging, but Cornmo is just, just like talking. fucking songs. Like, yeah. he's. Just sings songs and plays music on instruments to accompany them. Like, how is that confusing? It's really like, I could see, like, I didn't like that song, but not what was that? Because it was a fucking song. <laughs> Have you, like, uh, uh. I like his, I like his banter. Yeah, his banter is pretty great. I also liked his lyric that he made up to his, his line that he wrote, the verse of uh, I'll form the head. Because he was the ankle, and he made a joke about <laughs> needing to lose some weight so it didn't look like the Voltron had gout. <laughs> and Naked Jew says, it's coming up on Halloween again, and I never got a spooky nickname from you guys. Mm, I think we did that, actually, and I just forgot to mark it done. And if not, screw you. <laughs> it is coming up on Halloween again. Mm-hmm. It's in six weeks. Damned Fish says, Hey guys, last week you talked a bit about a future challenge path where players get all skills up to level 5 and none of the bigger ones. This is a really cool idea, particularly if you include the second plan of limiting the power of equipment they could use too. Maybe like the opposite of the big path. Yeah, like little. Uh, This idea brought another to mind, so let me make a suggestion. Feel free to ignore it. A challenge path where you start with 30 random skills out of all possible skills, but can't buy or use any others. Possible skills include all class skills, including from Avatar Paths and Zombie Slayer, temporary skills from equipment, skill books, Dreadsylvanian skills, and so on. Basically everything. Skills are randomized when you start the path, and the next run gives you a different batch. Uh, Oh, so I mainly just like the idea of people ending up with a clusterfuck of confusing and or useless skills they've never (laughs) used. That'd be cool. I think the leaderboards, we'd have to basically not have leaderboards for that path, because... People would get really pissed off if the leaderboards were effectively we, random. We could find one particularly terrible seed and make that the leaderboard version of it. <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah. All the skills that depend on a particular energy or currency and none of the skills that provide that. Sure. Yeah, I think there's... A, <laughs> Actually including, like, Zombie Slayer skills would probably just be fucked up and broken. Yeah. Like, because there's a lot of things that, like, if the game can't ever give you two skills under a given... Like, if it can only ever give you a particular skill under a particular set of circumstances, the code is probably not smart enough to not rely on that set of circumstances being the set that you're in, so... Right. Um, yeah. Joy says, the sidebar chat is the only reason I've been with the game continuously for near a decade. KOL's community helped me get out of the dismal place my mind was inhabiting during high school. This is the only online community related to an online game that has not repelled me with demands for nude pictures. I think the moderators you have here care more than most other places. I can name specific online games that have made me rage quit due to rude pricks making up the vocal part of the community, but I don't want to give them free advertising. So thank you for creating a space where trolls get told off. Makes it a safer space for the females that want to play online games than I have found anywhere else. Well, good. I'm glad. And I'm sorry that I'm sorry that we're such an exception, right? Like, mm-hmm. huh? It because I, you know, I think the difference is that we have never. Well, I don't know if this is a real difference or not, but this is the difference that the people who moderate other online communities would probably claim. We are able to make enough money to exist while still being small enough to actually moderate the chat aggressively and effectively. Yeah. And other places either need to be much bigger because, you know, your, your typical Zynga game has orders of magnitude, less revenue for play per player than we have. So they need way more players. And so any chat that they have is just going to be unmoderatable. Um, and something like an Xbox live, 
they're afraid to get rid of paying customers just because those paying customers are assholes. And I don't care about that. Like, we've always had enough money to operate. And so we've always been able to make decisions based on what makes the game and the environment of the chat better rather than what makes the most money. But it's a luxury that we have, right? It's not like a moral decision that we made. It is a thing that we are fortunate enough to be able to get away with. And I mean, it, maybe it, it maybe was the a bit of a moral decision. Like we, we were like, don't be an asshole. And then like, no, I'm saying, but it wasn't primarily like, like I, I, it was a moral decision that we made, right? Like I just decided how I wanted the chat to be. And it was like, anytime somebody is being an asshole, just make them stop talking. Like right. that seems like such a fucking no brainer. Yep. Like, so here's the rules. The rules are don't be an asshole and I decide when you're being an asshole. Yep. Right. <laughs> and so it just kind of snowballed. It, it was like a, it was like a cavalcade of decency. It was <laughs> just a, a self-sustaining avalanche of kindness. People still pop in and say the chat's real shitty at times. Maybe it is sometimes. But yeah, I mean, you know, we've just been, we've been lucky that we've been able to afford to do what we've done with it. Yeah, I agree. But probably doing what we've done with it also makes it so more people stick around and give us more money, you know? So who's to say? Who's to say which is the chicken and which is the egg? Joy says, I love the thanks for supporting the kingdom messages that randomly show up at the top of the page. They just make me happy when I read them. Well, thank you. It made me happy to read the questions that you just submitted, Joy. Uh... Ashton says, maybe it's just me, but I'd like the ability to add dividers to the custom icon top menu. Is this something we could have added? I also want that. We could just make icons that don't do anything that are just a line. Oh, yeah. Because like right now I just use blank spaces, but I could just yeah. just as easily. I mean, I think they want line. dividers that don't take up a space. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I could see... Maybe they can't have those. <laughs> I mean, I could see... There is at least one pixel of space between those grid markers, right? So I could see putting in a mode where you could just like sure. click a thing to add dividers, and then you could just click to build lines and draw a dick, and then screenshot it, you know? <laughs> but it'd be a really low-res dick, unless your action bar took up most of your <laughs> main pane, but... Or you are really good somehow at making pixel art peni. Um... This is super weird. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read some of this really long thing. I know this is an old topic. It's funny because this feature is like two months old. But the new graphical customizable toolbar is my roughest edge with actually playing the game at the moment. I'm a pretty casual player and occasionally take weeks or months off. So I recognize I'm not a new player or hardcore player. I do feel like this toolbar could be unfriendly for new players, though I admit new players might not use it at all. First, I parse words easier than icons in many cases. It doesn't help that the icons, while nice, are often a little ambiguous. ZZZ makes me think rest and thus campground, not logout. The word bubble did not make me think community. And I think, in fact, added a new icon for community before I could settle this. Uh... I like that it's customizable and modernized, but I'd prefer a few changes. It does it not use standard icons when you add links to places? Because it not not in my experience. I thought that it did. It is supposed to. Anyways, just talking about how unfriendly it is as a UI thing, which is is weird to me because so these are this is somebody it sounds like who transitioned from the links menu where it was all just words sure. over into this new paradigm. Not somebody who was using the, the iconic sure. menu beforehand. So switch back. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, right? Like, do people not, maybe people don't realize that they can. Because you didn't, like, because we just dumped people into this mode. Yeah. We did that very deliberately. Yeah. Right? Because it's fucking better. And <laughs> a lot of people who would not have given it a shot by forcing them to do it even for a second. You know, better is just subjective it's the problem i i i know i know that better is subjective but there are things there are there are absolutely cases where the data would bear out more people preferring like i guarantee fucking tea that there is a smaller percentage of people who have switched people who've started playing since the iconic top menu, not the customizable one necessarily, the iconic one, which there's not a lot of difference between an unchanged 
new non-combat action bar and the iconic top menu that has been the default for new accounts. I almost guarantee that there is a tiny, tiny percentage of people who, when they poked around in the options menu, decided to switch to the drop downs or the text menu relative to the number of people who started with the text menu and will swear up and down that it is better, right? So the data that we need is like ABC testing and seeing which people are like, this fucking sucks. Let's right. see what percentage of people complain about it. And I guarantee, I guarantee that more people would complain about the text or the drop downs menu than complain about the icons menu. That is what I mean when I say that the icons menu is just better. It is not better to a given person who started out using the icon or using the text links and just got used to it. But saying that you believe that the links menu is better than the icon menu also doesn't indicate that you believe that the links menu is better than the icon menu. Like most outfits would just change the way that their stuff worked and not have options and not, not support the old versions. We go really far out of our way and it's a big pain in the ass in a lot of cases to support every iteration of every fucking interface that we have had for the entire 12 years that the game has been running. So like I I I appreciate I appreciate you saying this balance tour but like just use the old one. Like we explicitly right. give you the ability to not be forced to use the new things that we think are better, right? I know I complain when like Twitter makes changes for no reason but here's the thing. All of the services that I complain about, the way that they change their interfaces and make them worse over time, are changing their interfaces so that they will make more money, not so that their users will have a better experience. Because Facebook doesn't give a fuck whether their user experience is good or not. They only care whether their user experience continues to happen, which it will, because people who use Facebook are fucking addicted to Facebook and they're never going to leave. So they will keep just ruining the way that information is delivered in a way that gets them the most data that they can sell. Like the companies that actually care about, I mean, I would probably feel the same way about Photoshop. Like if their interface changed, I, you know, I guess fucking, this button is over here. So you accidentally give us $5. <laughs> the, every time I try to use a native Microsoft app now, like WordPad. Every time I try to do anything in WordPad, I glance up at the top left to find the menu where I know all of the shit will be, and I have no fucking idea where anything is. So I basically just click on everything until I find, like, page preview or what a print preview, which is always what I want. Always what I want. The only feature <laughs> that I ever want in WordPad is print preview and print and those you don't used want to be you in, don't want to be able to type or anything. Those used to be in file and now they're in I guess there's a thing called a ribbon. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Anyway. Luckily, all of the apps that I use regularly on Windows are apps that are so old that they don't support the new default UI elements in Windows. Um Yeah, anyway. Balance Tor says, even be able to, being able to quickly add sets uh, for various things like all top-level areas would be very helpful. The problem is, no one would ever agree on what that means. Right? Like, I don't think, like, here, just shit out, like, 14 effectively random icons into my top bar is a feature that anyone wants, because what you want is a duplication of the functionality that was made up when I first made the links menu. Right? Like, whenever a new area got added to the game, while the links menu was still the default thing, people would say, hey, would you would you add a link to this, to the links menu? And I would figure out a way to put it there. And then everyone would complain because all of their shit wasn't in the same place that it used to be. Right. So, like... Nah. Joy says, hey, Jake and Co., would you ever consider hosting a KOLCon in California? I mean, it's not like you exclusively work from Arizona anymore. Speaking for the California crowd, a number of which I've hung out with in person, we would be more likely to attend if you had one our way every now and then. Plus, it doesn't get so damn hot over here. P.S. I think Arizona cops have it out, of, uh, have it out for anyone with an out-of-state plate and give double points for California. I mean, the problem with doing it, the problem with doing KOLCon in, like, say, San Francisco, where we are now, is that the venue would be five times as expensive and all of the hotels would be five times as expensive. So, 
it would be bad for us and for all the people who wanted to attend. You know, there used to be a lot more sort of local player-driven meetups, and I think the density just doesn't really support that anymore. We could definitely still do it. It would just would have to actually charge money. We'd for have to it. charge a lot of money for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that anybody wants to go to a California KOL con where we have to charge two hundred dollars a ticket. But that is what we would have to charge to run it. Depends on what you get for your two hundred dollars. Yeah, I like it. Just one hundred and fifty dollars worth of gold coins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. An entire side of beef. Okay. Okay. A, a, a deed to one sixteenth uh, of an actual cow, an actual okay. living cow. Uh, we could take you uh, on a scuba driving trip. Scuba driving. That yeah. sounds pretty oh, good. That is. That does sound good. <laughs> scuba driving. It's like driving around neighborhoods with a with a water detector. <laughs> so that's, it's like war driving, except finding places that you can dive. Schlump says, can we get Jix? Wow, son of a bitch from the 828 podcast as wave that would autoplay every time you get beaten up. <laughs> sure. Baz Brian says, I would subscribe if you let me. I've sent Blizzard money when I wasn't playing WoW. Yeah, I know. Yeah, me too. And I appreciate, yeah, I've, I have had a continuously running WoW subscription since WoW launched. And I play WoW like one month a year. Yeah. I am their best customer. It's ridiculous. They should, they should give you a sword. They should. And then, like, ten years later, a shield. Yeah. <laughs> Baz Bryant says, also, thank you for Type 69. Well, thank you. See? People who want to give us money appreciate Type 69. Um, bum, bum, bum. Hey, let's go eat. Yes. I'm starving. That sounds like uh, a good plan. And then uh, we will also drink beer, and then we will record video games hot dog. Um, guys, thanks for listening to the Kingdom of Loathing podcast. And Riff and Hot Stuff, thanks for, thanks for doing it with me. Sure. Sure thing. Bye, everybody. Have a great week, everyone. See you.